0: Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. So in the last two episodes, I gave the bad news. (laughs) I talked about the chaos creators in your home and the chaos creators in your body. But now I wanna give you the calm. This might be after the storm. I'm still in the middle of the storm, to be honest. I still don't have my fall schedule worked out, which is why my podcasts have not, been as consistent as I usually am. And that's on purpose. I know that you guys get it. I know that you listening know that you can't always show up. You can't always do everything. Even though I love doing this more than anything, it doesn't come before my husband. And it doesn't come before my kids. It doesn't come before my mental health. It doesn't come before... My house even sometimes. Well, yeah, it does. (laughs) My house looks like a bomb went off right now. So I just want to encourage you today to find your calm. Find how you need to calm the chaos. If it's chaos in your mind, the first thing is to just sit with your mind. Just sit with your thoughts. This is why I'm such a fan of just journaling, Some people call it brain dumping. Maybe if it's a to-do list, it's a brain dump. I have an entire system that I use that works for me where I can just sit and I have my priorities in mind. So my priorities are all written in little boxes on a piece of paper. It's nothing fancy, but I have my family with my husband at the top and that's a box And I just sit with my thoughts. Right now it's in the morning. Sometimes it's in the afternoon, depending on what season of life I'm in. But I sit in that little box (laughs) and I think of what does my husband need right now for me to be his supporter, his helper? What do each of my children need? And I go through and I write their names and I make little notes. Now, This does not mean that I'm going to be all of those things to them and for them. It just means that usually when I am stressed out, if I'm using a lot of bad words, if I'm really, really struggling, it's because I'm in what I call chaos. I don't mean that it's like a war zone. It's just chaotic. It's just busy. It's just everything needs to happen at once. And so I sit in my family box on my little piece of paper, and I think of each of my children. Because if I'm feeling chaos, anxiety is usually fear put in the wrong place. So usually there's a fear that I have about one of the kids, that they're struggling or that they need more of me than I can give or that my husband needs more of me than I can give. Usually I'm scared that I'm not enough, that I'm not doing enough, that I'm not picking up on the cues that they're struggling emotionally or physically or whatever it is. So after my family box is my home. Now, my home box is why I did the chaos creators (laughs) in your home. I personally need my home to usually be pretty dialed in. I usually need things to be pretty much pretty cleaned up or at least picked up to know that it's going to be deep cleaned either by me, by the kids, or by someone that I hire, depending on my financial situation that month. Like I talked about in the podcast episode, that the chaos creators in your home, all of those things that just kind of are annoyances, they just kind of add up they really start to spill over. And sometimes I need to go into my chaos calmer, <laughs> this little <laughs> this little paper that I make, and I need to write down things that I need to address, whether it's to call a repairman or to teach the kids how to load the dishwasher or to organize a different laundry day, right? All the things that I have a system for, but then when there's a season change... Everything gets blown up and our systems are all blown out of the water. So I sit in my home box and think of the things that I can do to calm the chaos. Then I go into my self-care box. Now, I'm saying this third only because I personally... My self-care, my time with God, my taking care of myself, my mental health does not come after my home and my family, but in the day it kind of does. (laughs) So I get everyone out of the house before I can take care of myself. I wish that I was that person that said that I got up every morning at 5 a.m. and spent time with God and spent time journaling and all these things. Usually if I get up really early, which I have been lately, I'm, I'm just, I'm getting fed, but I'm not maybe getting fed in the way that is the most beneficial. So once everyone leaves, I really need the quiet and to know that I'm alone. So once everyone's out the door and I know, I know that if you never have this time during the day, I remember that's the reason for this podcast (laughs) I remember what it's like to never have the moment, to never even get to pee by yourself. So I really am praying for you that you can find that in your day. But in this self-care box, I write out really what I need. Also what I just want. Sometimes I just want to get my toenails painted, like I mentioned in Chaos Creators for the Body. Sometimes... I have an event coming up and I have to go shopping and sometimes I need to make time to go shopping. So this is kind of where I'm dumping out everything for me that I want and that I also need. And then I make a whole entire one for my business and that has to go other places. I put that into different apps where I schedule products, projects and that's a whole other situation. <laughs> that's the one that... That is is tricky. But then I also make a connection box. It's called like prayer and connection. And these are the friends that are on my heart that maybe I don't even have time to reach out to. But if I know that a friend is going through something and I'm too busy to reach out, it creates a lot of anxiety in me because I don't want to be that person that isn't available. I have friends going through really, really, Awful things right now, and I almost get empathy fatigue. Do you know what that is? Like when you have so many things on your heart that you almost don't feel anything, and I don't want to feel that way. I want to check in with people that I know are going through a hard time. And I'll be honest, I have to jot their names down. And I don't feel shame about that anymore. I know that I have a lot going on right now with all five kids and a home in a business and and not losing my mental health or letting my mental health go down. So I I am very cautious of those things, but my heart is with all of my people, including my friends and my family members and people that don't live by me and people that I don't see every day and the neighbor down the street. So I know as women, we care about this stuff and we don't want to feel like we're too busy to care for other people. And so I make a little connection, little box, and write down some names of people that I just miss connecting with or that I want to pray for that sounds like I'm such a great Christian. I don't mean it that way at all. I truly mean like, I, I'll, I'll sometimes just be like, Lord, you know I don't. Like, it like. is not some, I am not some amazing prayer warrior, but it's just if I write connection, then sometimes it might mean that I schedule a time to talk to them. But even if it's just thinking of them, I know that God intercedes for my heart and praise on my behalf. And so I'm not being like super spiritual in saying that. It's just really a reminder for me to know that God cares more about these people than even I do. And then I have a money box. And this is the box that I don't like so much. When, <laughs> let's be honest, when things are going really well financially, I like this box because I'm planning trips and I'm doing fun things. Right now, it's a time of major, major output financially in my family with travel hockey and inflation. And this right now is a, is a place of stress for me. And so... I know that this box is what's causing a lot of the anxiety underlying in all of the other boxes. See, I sound like I'm just giving problems still. But for me, I would rather address my anxiety than just pretend it's not happening. And so I'll make a list again of needs and wants so that I can budget those in when once a month when I sit down with our family budget and then I know what to talk to my husband about and what to put in his box. (laughs) Okay. So all of that to say is I really find it helpful. It feels like a chaos calmer for me to sit and jot it all down. Now, I don't do this in all seasons of my life, but I know that I need to when I'm very overwhelmed. Sometimes I keep a little note in my phone. Right now, I'm just needing to be pen to paper because then I take those things and I put them into my digital calendar as well as my paper calendar. And so, and so that's just what's working for me in this season, but I know that different seasons call for different things. And so that's why I'm hesitant to ever say like, you should do this because I don't know what you should do. You should do what works for you. I'm just telling you what works for me. And so at some point I'm going to ask my friend that's a digital designer to make a digital copy of this to share with you. But See, I'm, I'm so good at setting boundaries and calming the chaos this week that I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to do it right now because a couple weeks ago I told you I would post something on Instagram and it never happened. So I'm getting much better at staying within my boundaries. Okay, so that brings me to the second thing. Number one is sit with your mind. Number two is say no. Once you know your chaos calmer worksheet you know the things that cause anxiety still because they don't fit in the box right none of the boxes they're just like sometimes you just know like I had a project that I was helping with with the PTO at my son's school I was really just helping find solutions and it was just going to be a short season so I was willing to take a little bit more on but But I know that line of when I need to say no. I'm I'm doing that project for a short period of time, hardcore, but then it's going to die off. Like maybe at at the holidays you work on something at your kid's school. It's just a short-term chaos. So I don't need to say no to it for the whole year. Does that make sense? So no one can tell you what you're willing to take on. Only you know that. So you, but you probably, if you take, if you take time to sit with your thoughts, it's something's probably screaming out to you right now, as I say this, and it might be something wonderful. It might be something to volunteer for or to do at church or to, it might be a great, great thing, but you are just at capacity right now. And so you need to say no. Now, number three to calm the chaos is to say when. When? to yourself and to the other person. I don't like when someone just tells me no. You know when you asked a parent or a teacher something as a little kid and they said maybe? It stunk, didn't it? I say it to my kids all the time because pay it forward, but don't you kind of want to know a timeline? So when someone is asking something of you, when you can, when it is within your boxes, Tell them when you'll be free. I don't like when friends say to me, like, I have no time, I'm so busy. And I kind of feel like, okay, well, I'm busy too, but like when, when, when can we hang out, right? (laughs) That's maybe a bad example because if your friend is really struggling, sometimes she doesn't know when. So when we know when, let's say when. (laughs) That's so profound, I know. So with your kids, Maybe they've been, for example, my 12-year-old son, Cole, has been begging me to do an open skate with his friends, like begging me for probably like two years, right? And I just was like, "Yep, yeah, not, not working out, not working out, not working out. Well, then he, he came up to me and he goes, Mom, but when? <laughs> and it makes me want to cry. Schedule the when, when you can. I didn't even intend for that to rhyme, but if you know that your husband has been wanting to do something with you, schedule it in. Tell him the when. When your little three-year-old has been begging you to go outside, I still feel so bad for all the times that Callie wanted me to play Barbies, like really play them and not just organize them, and I didn't give her a when. And so I know that I'm not that weird. I'm weird, but not that weird. I know that there's those things that are weighing on your heart that every time you see the Barbie sitting there, it is like a stab to your heart (laughs) because you know you're not giving the when. So that's part of calming the chaos is just say when. Say when it's going to work and make it happen. And it might not be today. Don't jump through everyone's hoops but say when, when you can. Number four is kind of what we've been doing the whole time, but sometimes you can't do this step until you've done one, two, and three. So after you've done one, two, and three, I know for me, now I can do step four, which is to sit on the hill. My friend just told me this analogy that she's sitting on the hill right now in her life. She's looking at her life up on the hill And I thought that that was so profound. And if you need a good hairdresser, call my friend (laughs) if you live in Florida. But sit on the hill in your own life. Look over your town. Look over your life. Look over your people and take that 10,000 feet. I guess 10,000 feet would be a mountain. But take that high up view Look at how you're showing up in all of your boxes. Look at the needs of your friends, of your schools, of your churches, of your organizations. Not, 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 not because you're going to get involved in everyone. But maybe God is putting it on your heart to show up in a different way, in a different time. And I don't know what this means for you, but you do. You can trust yourself, you can coach yourself, and you can figure out what those things are. My fifth thing that I personally think calms the most chaos is to be honest and to be transparent. And not with everyone, only with people that can handle it. Don't give everyone all of you. But be authentic and honest. Be the friend that has the dirty house. They're, I've never made better friends than when I let people in my house when it's a disaster because then they feel like they're not alone. We all have chaos that we're trying to calm. <laughs> so be the friend that shows up with the nasty hair. Don't always have to be all put together. Now, maybe you have to have to for your job, and so that's not a good example for you. But whatever it is, be the one that doesn't always have your nails done perfectly Be the one that is just, doesn't have it all together all the time. Let's be the people in the world that are going to show up real and not perfect and not Instagram worthy and not airbrushed and not filtered. Yes, I did an Instagram story yesterday with a filter because some things matter, but I'm not always filtered. I'm not always put together. I'm usually not. And if we normalize authenticity, if we normalize normal, then I really feel that we are going to collectively calm the chaos for each other and that we are better together, that we need true friendship, we need authenticity, we need to know that we're normal and that we're all struggling. So if you resonated with this, please jump into the WELL Facebook group. I changed the name of it just a little bit because I have so many different groups between doTERRA things happening and between the WELL groups happening and the WELL page. So the one that is linked in the show notes here today is the one for the podcast. Please jump in that group and just tell us what, what you think. What, what are you doing to calm the chaos? We need to learn from each other. I am not the authority on this. I'm just the one that bought the microphone. So I hope that you are doing amazing. I'm not going to add an intro and an outro to this today because I say no to things. And I'm not going to say when. I'm going to start doing it again because I don't know. (laughs) Have a good day, friends.